Hi, welcome to Leadership in Crisis, a podcast which is very much needed at these unprecedented times. This is your host, Swami Sri Parambadur, a seasoned CXO leader, business strategist, and philanthropist. As we all are experiencing COVID-19 effect on community and businesses, many are wondering how the future of talent is going to be how the companies are going to adopt the new normal in recruitment. To get all these answered, we have invited a special guest, Brandy Klein, Vice President, Total Talent Delivery at Pontoon. She is specialized in transforming the talent experience through innovation and thought partnership. Brandy, welcome to the Leadership in Crisis. Hi, Swami, thanks for having me. It was pleasure is mine. I mean, you have such a wonderful experience and uh, all over the globe. So it is definitely good to have you. And then all my listeners are really looking forward to get the secret sauce, what you are going to give it today. (laughs) Well, I'm not sure I have all the answers, but together we will find the solution for all the problems. (laughs) <laughs> you know, th- that's uh, fantastic about your leadership. You always say, you know, we are always collaborative and charismatic and show that. So I really appreciate yeah. So to begin the show, I want to say, how do you envision future of talent in this crisis? Well, the future of talent and, and what talent expects from their leaders has changed dramatically. Um, I think that organizations are going to have to show their more empathetic side going forward in order to attract the right talent. In recent surveys we've seen, um, there's been a vast majority of um, talent that responded to these surveys stating that they would look at how a customer or how a future employer treated their employees during the COVID crisis as part of the decision-making of whether or not they want to work there. So what we've seen switch is definitely a drive from profit at all costs to a more balance between profit and employee satisfaction and empathy. And I think that's a really important switch and it was probably long overdue. So Um, That's kind of how I see talent changing. I see us switching more from an actual job experience to what are critical skills. And those critical skills aren't the same as they used to be anymore. Critical skills now are more about learning agility and curiosity and adaptability. And so those are things that uh, are all going to be a more important focus of the conversation in the coming uh, years. No, thank you. I think you nailed it. I think empathy is one of the very critical. And also I see as a leader, there is also some kind of vulnerability. And uh, in this this industry, so when you are dealing with the customer, so how are those qualities are coming forward in terms of empathy and vulnerability from either your leadership or outside leadership? What are you envisioning? Right. I think that we've been um, a lot more Um, open to asking for help and ideas from all levels of the organization. I think we've said, you know, we don't have all the answers into how this is going to shape out. We're looking for everyone in our organization to be a leader and to let us know what's working for them. And it's really equaled the playing field a lot. And it's separated 
the managers from the leaders, if that makes sense. I would say I always um, equate a manager to a traffic cop, you know, and it's important that we keep traffic flowing, but they're the ones that are saying, you know, this lane goes here, this lane goes there, you turn right. And that's an important function, but it's not leadership, right? And so been able to really kind of weed out in our organization who has those leadership abilities and who has those management abilities. And we need some of each. No, that's very true. I think your analogy is very nice because Mm -hmm. the traffic cops are also very important to maneuver all this traffic so that there is no chaotic. But at the same time, leadership is a very crucial role because somebody has to lead the organization. And especially leader is such person that in the crisis, you are absolutely going in an unknown path. And how do you really go into this unknown path is really very important. So thanks for sharing that information. So um, keeping all this, uh, can you give high level of your current roles and responsibilities and how they have been transformed with this COVID-19, if there is any? Yeah, so I am responsible at Pontoon for uh, relationships with a couple of our customers. One of them is one of our largest relationships as an organization. And they're, uh, I think, the largest food and service industry uh, in the world, our company Mm -hmm. in the world. And they um, have really had a need for a lot of workers, right? But they have been on that roller coaster with the rest of us and sort of not knowing what comes next and their needs ebbing and flowing quite a bit. So it's been um, my responsibility to help them ride through those challenges um, and still protect the experience that they receive because that's what we really focus on is the experience. And Mm -hmm. I say, you know, looking back at it now, I can really pinpoint that we have a really unique and well-balanced between technology and people and how to manage our relationships with our customers. And I think that's been one of the keys and how we've been able to kind of ride this roller coaster is that we have more people than ever that are able to engage and focus on the human experience. And we have technology doing a lot of other things that isn't so experience focused. And so being able to uh, do that has been a real key portion of my role and probably how my role has changed the most over the past few months is really focusing on how tech can enable us to improve experience. No, that's that's very good. I think you are always uh, living up to your title. You say innovation and you're really, yeah. really using the technology for the innovation. Thank you. Well, one of the things that I've noticed, to be honest with you, is that it drives such employee satisfaction because uh-huh. humans, we crave interaction with other humans. And so if I can get technology to do other things and allow the humans on my team to interact with our customer and with other people in the organization, they're better for it and they're more satisfied with their jobs. And so I'm really happy to be able to replace mundane and repetitive work with technology and refocus those human um, resources onto human experience. No, that's well said. I think in a summary, what you are saying is your brandy plus digital brandy is required so that whatever the mundane and repetitive tasks you are doing that digital brandy can take care 
and then right. you more focusing on customer experience. That's exactly right. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. No, I really. I think we found a way to clone clone ourselves. <laughs> exactly. So every person has your own things. Now you have your digital right. of you. That's excellent. Yes. <laughs> so a couple of uh, things that really leads to, you know, you're talking about the experience, right? So I think it is very, very important. So how do you envision experience? Because now everybody is remote, everybody is globally scattered, a lot of people are really working. So there are two things I'm thinking if you can give us more light on. One is, as your customer is completely in a sporadic different location, so how is he or she, the customer is really working towards in the recruitment process in doing that better experience. Two, depending upon who you are recruiting, it could be a blue collar worker or white collar worker. So whoever it is, how the job seeker experience is. So what are you seeing and what are you bringing some things uh, from your capacity? Yeah, um, you know what's interesting is that from the entry level jobs, mm -hmm. we those workers don't really put a big amount of emphasis on ex like talking to a person, right? You know, that's, yeah. that's not really what they want and what they're in, in it for. For uh -huh. a, a professional or senior level job, you know, they want to make sure that they have a full understanding of the job, that they talk to them, completely understandable. But when we're talking about, you know, hiring individuals whose primary job is going to be, you know, building boxes uh, to put chips in, et cetera, they, they don't really care if they talk to anyone or not. And so mm -hmm. it's been an interesting change in that how do we enable the technology to give them the information that we need? How do we make sure we're hiring the right person yeah. when interaction with them is really limited. So we've been able to work well with our customers to develop, you know, a multi-pronged approach mm -hmm. that is, you know, a combination of assessments and, you know, recorded interview scoring and live interviews and, um, you know, reviews of resumes that are sometimes done by humans, sometimes done by a bot and kind of pull in a, a, a assessment numbers from different areas of the interview process and of the hiring process to come up with, you know, this is the right person for this customer. To build personas and to go out the on on the web and ether out there and find people that match those personas. So it's we've changed a lot in in how we um, recruit and how we think about what the candidate needs from us in order to come and work and be successful. It's been a really interesting journey and it's happened in a very compressed amount of time. <laughs> no, yeah. I, agree. I think last six months was whatever you were planning to do yeah. for the last two, three years, everything happened in this last six months, I believe. Right, and you, it's interesting because you said it exactly right. We had been sort of planning and pitching some ideas for a couple of years and then when COVID hit, the customer comes and says, okay, we want to implement all of those ideas all at once. <laughs> so luckily we were able to execute on them pretty quickly. We had the right levels of support. So no, yeah. that's good. I think everybody wants to go on a phased approach. Suddenly they say, hey, no, I want a big bang theory. You know, I want it everything yeah. right now. It's like yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I would say, you know, I don't want to really think that there's been anything positive from COVID, but the, the positive business impact has been 
like the innovation has happened very quickly. And there are things that, like I said, we've been thinking about for a while, but we didn't have that catalyst that we needed to jump it off. And now here we are, we were able to get some of those things kickstarted and implemented. And we've actually never seen higher customer satisfaction scores. Our customer satisfaction scores are um, in the mid nineties at this point. So. Wow, that's good. That's good. I know if I get the team, I think that's fantastic. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So uh, we've really proven that this innovation um, is is the right thing to do for the customer and for the candidate. Yeah. No, no, very good. No, no, it's good to hear. You know, I think uh, very few people are saying that customer satisfaction is going up. So you are one among the top ones. So thank you for doing that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, it really you know, is. <laughs> I think you brought up some important point of the persona. So. I think people never really thought about the personas because of this all this pandemic and then people are really scattered so they are thinking so what really made you in the persona so can you give more elaborate on how from your perspective or pontoon perspective you are all doing the personas and then how the customer is receiving and how are you educating the customer that you know this is the right approach yeah, um, it's all about data. It's data, data, data. You know, so being able to collect over the years what a successful, you know, route sales representative looks like, who, um, you know, where that person had worked in the past, um, what types of roles they had performed in the past, and then trying to duplicate that over and over again. Um, but we really had to pull out a significant set of data to build that out and to also show okay what what was the like retention rates of these uh, individuals who came you know for example if they were coming from a direct competitor or from a more retail environment or from a manufacturing environment which built the employee that kind of stayed the longest and performed the best so we had a lot data about who got hired, then we had to partner with the customer to get additional data about who succeeded after they got hired, right? And that helped us build out the personas that we were able to um, pull together. You know, we're lucky that we have a great customer, very smart, very engaged, and, you know, they were able to give us with the right level of data we needed to really hone in on those personas. And then we partnered, obviously, with MapRecruit and they helped us build um, the technology that we needed to go within our own database of individuals and out into the world um, to find those exact personas. So it was, it ended up being very successful and it was something that we were able to execute very quickly with, you know, little ramp up time. And, you know, we've hired quite a lot of people using uh, this. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's good. I think uh, the everybody is almost like you know you are trying to fit in in a very short amount of time, and then you are really ramping up very quickly, and then you are trying to uh, do all the changes on the fly because the time is of the essence. Right, and we started this persona mapping before COVID hit, and we had gotten approval before COVID hit, but we were going a little slow, and um, COVID really lit the fire under it, and we started moving very quickly and, and to great benefit, and it's something that we're duplicating um, at other personas within this customer and other customers within Podzoom. So That's good. So from the leadership perspective, Brandy, 
I know you are a VP, so you have a lot of teams supporting backend in various functions to support your customer. So you are able to educate the customer, things are happening, but how did you motivate your employees? So what was your internal leadership style, which were able to help your employees to support in this transition, right? Because it's not a easy task without everybody coming together. Right. So, you know, I've got to say that, like, I was, I learned a lot from this um, and I was humbled and, and surprised in my experience with my team. I did not think moving to a remote workforce would be um, a good idea for productivity as it related to the type of work that we did. And they surprised me and proved me totally wrong. Uh, and I'm very happy about that. Um, you know, we had a really good set of, um, we had a really good team structure before. And I think it, it all um, kind of, that is the foundation from which we were able to grow, is that we had a really good team team structure that we had been working on for a while. We had a really good succession planning methodology that we had been implementing for a while. So we certainly had the foundation. We had great KPIs. We had measurements to put those KPIs in place. And just out of sheer luck, we had upgraded everybody's technology um, in January of 2020. So everyone wow. had the tools that they were, that they needed in order to uh, move forward. So I would say, you know, for for me, I've been really humbled at how well they've done and staying engaged with them has been, you know, within their functional teams, they do things to stay engaged with each other. And certainly they have, we have a, a perform and a Lean Six Sigma um, backbone of what we do. And that provides us with a lot of tools that we need to, in, in order to work well together. But what was really missing is was the fun you know the fun of of working oh. in the office and that personal connection so we've done things you know we'll get together for um zoom lunches uh, we built a um we built a team playlist on spotify where everybody oh. like recommended songs so we have our own you know playlist that we have and um you know celebrating the little things just as big as just as much as the big things has also always been also been really important for us and to recognize those little everyday wins right um they might yeah. be part of your job but they're still a big accomplishment uh when you've been struggling the way that we have in this environment so being able to recognize people for the everyday um activity is really important I think you've got a couple of good points. I never thought about uh, Zoom lunches as I do. I, I think happy hours and with the uh, yeah. customers and employees. But I think I did not think about that Spotify thing. So you are really creating your own playlist yeah. and you're creating like a party atmosphere. Wow, that's good. So please yeah, invite Yeah, created a party. <laughs> yeah, we all, we sent it around and everybody nominated a song for the playlist and we put it together and we have a lot of fun with it. Wow, that, that's awesome. So how often do you do that? So we've done it a couple of times so far, and okay. probably we'll need to update it now for the Christmas songs, right? <laughs> I know the Christmas is coming. Holiday time. Thanksgiving is coming. You know, holidays are coming. You know, that, that's important. Yeah, very quickly. Yeah. So when you are thinking about this new normal, I think uh, previously all the people have been really adapting to the new normal. So mm -hmm. what are the one or two things you think uh, it is going to stay, it will not come back even after the COVID? What is that that transformation has done? What do you think from yeah. your perspective? Um, I think 
there were two important things that happened. So we had COVID. We cannot ignore the impact that the Black Lives Matter movement has had on our business in addition to this. That's been really important. And mm -hmm. I the diversity and that bend toward diversity is a change that's also happened this year that will um, continue. Um, I think the empathy will continue. Um, you know, for example, I'll give you some examples. Um, you know, at Pontoon, we started recognizing two different holidays and now we're offering um, paid uh, parental leave. These oh, cool. things that are important. So we wanted to ensure that from a diversity standpoint, we were attracting the right people and we didn't celebrate Martin Luther King Jr. Day as a holiday. And so now we will, and we will also celebrate Veterans Day to recognize the veterans in our organization and to ensure that other veterans know that they're welcome here. We wanted to provide um, paid paternal leave so that we would have a diversity in of ensuring that those who have children know that they are welcome here. And we wanted, that was really important to us because having diversity in thought and diversity in experience mm -hmm. is, helps to make us resilient as a company. Um, being able to overcome adversity, you need to have a diverse set of experience and thought and background. Mm -hmm. and for us to overcome that adversity and we do that through diversity so um that's something that i wanted to make sure that we addressed within my organization is that we're we focus on diversity and that we're a place where everyone is welcome and that every idea is welcome oh that's good so a, yeah i have I, a I, that says um anything is possible and so that's kind of our team motto and because, oh. and i say that because you know i don't want someone coming to me saying i have this idea but i don't think we can implement it because i think the customer will say this or the leadership will say that or my teammate will say x i want them to come at their solutions with the idea of anything is possible and if anything was possible and you could write your own story, what would that look like? Wow, I think uh, that's a very powerful mantra you have. Anything is possible. I mean, that gives itself the positive vibes. And then you're also yeah. really encouraging your team whoever is bringing that to the table. I mean, that, that's right. fantastic. Uh, it's very nice. So I think you touched a couple of important points on the diversity, right? So in this whole future of talent and in the whole innovation and the recruitment, so how are you positioning uh, that you know it is part of the diversity and inclusion are are you how are you making sure that bias is uh, removed from the selection process and the recruitment so what are the things you yeah. are yeah you know it's interesting it's that right mix between technology and human capabilities right because mm -hmm. um, technology isn't going to be biased unless you build bias into the into the algorithm which is something we don't do but technology is sure. bias technology is that chatbot is always gonna engage with that person regardless. Whereas a human might have some unconscious bias, you know, maybe they saw that they worked at a company that that person didn't have a good experience with, and I'm not gonna call them, I don't like that company, right? Yeah. It, the, the bot, the technology does it every time. So that really helps us overcome some of that unconscious bias that we experience in the organization. 
and also just having that diversity of thought and that diversity of, of experience around us will help start to remove some of those unconscious bias that exists within us. Now, thank you for clarifying that because I think, you know, that is one of the real advantage of the technology at this time because as you mm -hmm. rightly said, the bias will be removed and I'm glad you are implementing and then your customers are really getting right. the, see the experience. So that is definitely good. So as a closing, um, what do you really think as a technology leader, how well are you prepared to swim through this crisis? What do you, as a person, what did you yeah. really make yourself ready? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's interesting because the technology that we've implemented this year wasn't really available to us a couple of years ago. And we don't know what the future is, right? We don't know what's gonna be available to us next year. We are starting to get a sense of what the roadmap looks like for a lot of our technology partners. But as I like to say, anything is possible. And so that's how we prepare is that we really are very open to whatever new technologies are out there. We know what our customers' needs are. Um, we have some exciting things on the horizon. I think interviewing and the interview process has been something that has probably, as part of the hiring process, has changed the most. I anticipate mm -hmm. that to continue to change over the next 12 to 18 months and continue to be refined and improved upon. And so I would say that's what we're doing to prepare is we're really thinking about what is the roadmap of our technology partners and how does that marry with the needs of our customers and the candidates who are looking for a job. No, yeah. that, that's fantastic. I think uh, the technology innovation and as you said, anything is possible. That mantra sounds simple, but very, very powerful and very effective and looks like right. you're really utilizing that mantra right. in every walks of your life. Yeah. Well, you know, I love science and one day somebody went outside and looked up at the moon and said we could go there. Right. And we did. so anything is possible. If we can go to the moon, anything is possible. Excellent. Thank you very much. So at the last comments, anything you want to share with our listeners, anything of your choice for this crisis, how they can be really strong themselves and keeping I them would ready. say stay curious, be very curious what's going on out there. Um, you know, for me, that's what I'm looking for when I'm doing my hiring is who is curious, who is not afraid to um, step out of the comfort zone and sit down with a white people, piece of paper and write down a whole new set of rules. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so so define your own unknown path. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think you, you, you used a fantastic word at the end of the session, curious, because the interesting is I was just celebrating this um, uh, last weekend, uh, 89th birthday of Dr. APJ Abdul Kalam. He is uh, no more, but he was 11th president of India. He passed away in 2015, but uh, on his um, memory, we are celebrating. And one of the important point he always says is, he is very much a scientist and he is attached to the youth. And he only says, if you want to be like a youth, be curious. And I'm so glad to hear the same word from you. So thank you for joining with us and giving the future of talent and how things are really happening. And you are a true transformational and charismatic leader. Thank you for joining with us, Brandy. I really appreciate for your time Thanks, and giving man. some valuable inputs to all our listeners. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it.